Hello everyone, this is Elle from the Slim Noir Files. We are a new podcast with three young, vibrant, energetic, educated, melanated, beautiful, hardworking African-American women. That's just too many titles. Okay, sorry. But we are all of those things, though. Okay, just keep going. Sorry. Go. Thank you. So we are living, loving, working, striving, and these yet-to-be United States of America, and we are here to start this podcast to let you know what it's like being a young, xenial woman in today's world, but you get an inside look into our lives. Um, so I will introduce myself first. I am Elle, originally from South Carolina. I currently live in Washington, D.C. I'm a former blogger, um, and I thought it would be a great idea to start a podcast with two of my friends because I feel like we all have something to say, and we want you all to hear it. So I will allow my co-hosts to introduce themselves. K to the B on the M-I-C. Yo, this is, this is my time. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> like, for real. All right. <laughs> this my is bad. K to the B. I'm a startle. K to the B on the M-I-C. But you're not a rapper. There's always going to be a hater in life. So, as you know, by now, I'm KB. I am, oh my God, what am I? I'm a DJ. I'm a scientist by day, music enthusiast by night. That's my hashtag. Um, (laughs) I am a mother. I am divorced. I'm originally from the FLA. Florida boys don't play. And so everything in my life like goes back to music. So you will often hear me like do a tune or two from some song uh, because that's what pops in my head. And uh, yeah, I'm now living in the city of brotherly love. They say sisterly affection, but it's all a lie. Philadelphia. Philly. I've never heard that before. Yeah, yeah. They say, yeah. Yeah, y'all learn something new. Sisterly affection. You know, you know, the feminists had to put something in there make them feel better. Uh, <laughs> you know, my dad, well, I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but my dad and I had a great conversation we'll today about, about patriarchy. Yeah, yeah. This is still my turn. I, I don't understand why she keeps interrupting me. Anyway. My apologies. Um, but that's me, and you'll get to hear more about me and working in a Fortune 500 company and, you know, doing a whole bunch of things on the outside that I love and, and enjoy. So I'll pass the buck to Suge. This bitch late. Like, here's what I'm saying. Let me just Where say this going? first. No, the motherfucker had a pause, but here's what I'm saying. This is, this is, let me just make an announcement so everybody know why, if, uh, if the third bitch don't show up on the podcast, this is why. Because this, this right here, what's that three group? What's the Beyonce three group called? What's the group called? Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child. Destiny Child. be Michelle. Michelle is my favorite. Damn, y'all. Y'all gonna stop coming for Michelle. She fell down. She got back up. She anyway, she back up. anyway, I am Shug. I am originally from Alabama. I currently live in Baltimore. I think I this bitch internet is bad too. I, I swear this bitch gonna get canceled. Uh, don't do that. What you don't, do my like that. don't do my friend like that. Okay, I'm sorry. Go, go. I'm talking. Wait, go. wait. Bring it. Bring your voice down a couple of octaves. <laughs> Let's start over. Let's start over. Go ahead, Chuck. We love you. Well, I love you. I don't know about KB. I, I, love I don't you. know about birthday buddy. Birthday. We do have the same birthday. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Me, what happened? You supposed to
Oh, good. Anyway, oh, my name is Shug. I am, well, I grew up as an only child um, in Alabama, bottom of the map. Um, I currently live in Baltimore. Be more. Currently single. Whoop, whoop. Um, divorced. No kids. Thank God. Um, <gasps> no, kids Kids are a gift. Kids are beautiful. I just am not sure they're there for me. We'll talk about all of that later. Um, so I am a engineer, which also ties into our topic for today. I also work in corporate America, and um, I have some feelings about being a black female and um, working in corporate America. So I guess that would be a good segue into today's topic. So. All right. Before we, before we get into today's topic and, you know, get down and dirty, we're going to talk about some of the happenings. So first up. Wait, wait, we have to talk about the drink of the day. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's right. Yeah. My bad. Really? Am I alcoholic? Oh, okay. Just me. Because I like alcohol. That makes me alcoholic. Well, you know what? We're not what, alcoholics. What, what We're are we? Alcohol connoisseurs. Connoisseurs. Okay. Yes. Boom. So, what are we? What are we sipping on tonight? We're drinking rosé. Rosé all day. <laughs> all right, so, ladies, put your glasses up. Let's get ready. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Clink, 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 clink. Okay. Now, now let's get into Delicious. what's happening and the happenings Delicious. of the day. Yeah. So first up, Wendy Williams. I mean, I don't so know. we knew Wendy had drug problems. Have y'all read her bio before? Have y'all read her biography? I'm not that interested in no, her. No, I don't care about her like that. So I used to when she was on the radio. I feel like once she got on TV, she tamed down a whole lot, and I didn't like it. But her bio, like her bio, like she's never shied away from the fact that she was on heroin at one point. And before in the she book, she was on heroin. I thought it was just coke. Yeah, was... Oh, maybe it was coke. Now why are you gonna put the lid on heroin? God right. damn! Like, I don't know nothing. Listen, I'm not a drug connoisseur. I just know weed is light. And so listen, the hard stuff. I love watching crackheads and heroin addicts <laughs> and every other drug addict. It's I'm a, I'm a scientist. I mean, here's what I'm saying. I'm I'm a pharmacist, and this is what I like to do. I'm so sorry. They're very interesting people. Okay, go ahead. So in any event, she talks about how I guess she was addicted to coke, to cocaine, and she kicked the habit on her own. Like in the in her autobiography, which has to be by now like 10, 15 years old, she just talks about how she kicked it on her own without like going to rehab. But now I'm wondering, as I'm sure other people are, like how true that is, just because it. of the simple fact of what she's going through now. Or if she did kick it on her own before. How long has she been using again? What well, her acting like is only really alcohol. But only thing I, I guess I have a problem with her in her platform is that she's, of course, like everyone else has said, made her money off of talking about other people's business. Yeah, tear down other people. Tear down other people. But I feel like, you know, you got to get that same energy when the show go, right? And so Van Jones, I don't watch her show, but I've seen clippings and I saw that Van Jones was on there. Mind you, I didn't know he was with a colonizer, but that's another topic for another day. But anyway. But the uh, white woman? Uh, yeah. He's, he's who's a colonizer? Single. I've agreed yeah, to call them colonizers on the show. Uh, don't oh, force me to call them anything else. I know Van was married. I thought I had a chance. They are oh, getting a divorce. They're he's getting a divorce. divorce. However. Mm -hmm. Oh, I do have a chance. Oh, no, he might okay. have a type. So anyway, put it put it out there, sis. Put it out there in the atmosphere. Don't give her false hope. Just saying. So listen, put it put it out there in the atmosphere. Because this stuff over okay. here. But I'm who facts. So listen. So anyway, <laughs> they on the show, and you know she asked him about his divorce, and he asked her about her divorce, and she's like, oh no, this is about you. No, no, Boom. no, sis. Nope. This nope. about you too. So that's my only there. issue with her and her her like nitpicking. I don't know. She kind of making little comments on the show, but she ain't really being all the way 100. You know what I mean? But that's how it is with most people, right? Like, people, like, bully, and I don't want to call her a bully, but that's how it is mostly, mostly with bullies. She, like, they can dish it, but they can't is, take though. it. She ain't a bully. She's she a, a pussy. Bully. She ain't a bully. Oh, 
Oh, well, okay. Oh, Very oh, good. Okay. Well, some people right. who talk about others, you know, don't throw, what is it? Don't throw stones. People in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Mm-hmm. I want you to prepare for that, that statement next time. All right. So, as we talk about... <laughs> you knew what the hell I was trying to say. So, anyway, going on the throwing glass stones at houses and all the other no, stuff. No, that's not what I said. What I said was people in glass houses should not throw stones. Okay, moving on. Thank you. Next. So Tiger talking Woods. about Tiger Woods, since he in a glass house, and he was in a glass house until they broke that bitch. But uh, <laughs> I cannot, or broke his car. More accurate. No, the media broke that bitch and made it like you're not clean. But anyway, I'm just I know, gonna. But I'm saying his wife hopped on his. Escalate. Oh, she broke the window. Yes, shit. with the golf club. I don't really care. Here it goes again. Tiger Woods, <laughs> Tiger Woods, not. I don't know why he even on a goddamn topic because he ain't black. I don't. The bitch say he what? What he say he is? But like my pastor said, when that uh, uh that mug shot came up, that shit said black. So I'm just yeah. trying to figure out what what it, what are you today, sir? Okay. So I don't. I don't care what is happening really with him. I'm I, I'm just seeing all these black people that done jumped on the on the Tiger Woods bandwagon, which I'm not understanding because I don't think he identifies with y'all. But I think one good comment that my pastor did make about it as well: when one wins, you know, even if they don't identify, that still uplifts the rest, right? Like it still is a great representation of us, um, despite him not maybe knowing what he is. But you know, besides that, I can be quiet. Okay, Pastor. He's right. He's right. Oh, I have a great church in Philadelphia. I don't mm-hmm. know about y'all's churches, but my church is amazing. My church is great. I love my church. So, any thoughts on Tiger, or we can move right along? We can move along. <laughs> I'm, I'm just no, ready. No, Shook has something to say, aka oh, Michelle. Okay. I shut up. I do want to say I love a good comeback story. So. Kudos to him for that because a lot of people were counting him out, although I feel a way about him cheating on his wife and all that good jazz, but it's like, yeah, I still got it. I'm back on top. So clap it up for, for Tiger. All right. I well, just want to see if he's going to win the next um, championship. That's what I'm waiting to see, which I think most other people, especially other golf fans, are waiting to see. So who thinks that the Real Housewives of Atlanta this season was a win? Oh, uh, I don't know. About I don't watch. Win. I have no comment. I watch it. <laughs> Y'all got that. I watch. Y'all got it. that. I'll, it's I'll, my dose of I'll, I'll go TV. on you. I'm a reality TV junkie, especially when it's black people. So Potomac, Atlanta, Southern Charm, New Orleans. I also watch the original Southern Charm. I watch all of it. But anyway, back to Atlanta. I feel like Nene was on something like watching the reunion and I get that having like being a caretaker of someone who has a very serious illness because her husband Greg has cancer and being his caretaker that's a lot and I would never take that away from anyone however her attitude and her behavior during the reunion was just nasty like she was nasty and mean for like no reason because I feel like those girls were there to support her and to be there for her and she just bent over and gave them her ass to kiss I look at it as a hurt people hurt people yes so I saw a person I'm in well I uh, world I'm in the mental health field um I just kind of saw her as a hurt a hurt person not to give not to give excuses right excuses are tools of incompetence that build monuments of nothing um, not to do excuses, but I did see her as a hurt person. I think it's difficult when maybe before the illness set in with her and Greg, they might've already had issues. Yeah, and I think that just did. adds on, but I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you, uh, I think I was talking to Elle before this, like I might've had to stay with bitch, you know what I'm saying? Just because like, I would have felt bad, like mm-hmm. leaving him at that time. But I mean, she d- clearly is hurt. She clearly cannot communicate that. And like you say, she lashed out and looked crazy as shit on that stage. Mm-hmm. And on the, and, and, and through, throughout the season, especially she like, did. you know, even if Greg was being nasty, which I don't doubt that he did that because again, people who are hurt, hurt mm-hmm. other people. 
Absolutely. And we heard those closest to us. Yeah, we do because it's easiest. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, not to say that he did not do that. Um, I just kind of wish, and I think someone else was talking about this. They, they would have brought in and, you know, someone like a caretaker, like someone, a professional mm-hmm. to kind of do a lot of those helping. Cause that can be a, a big burden. Uh, we, did, yeah, we did a research study on looking at caretakers um, in a particular disease state. And, you know, when you have these interventions, how does that, how does that weigh on the caretaker? Cause we don't think about the caretaker. So during the season, I thought nothing but about that, you know, and that, that kind of research. So I think it goes to say like, yes, you understand why she's doing what she did, but it's also how else could we have shown how to handle that? So mm-hmm. any, any thoughts, Shug? Um, since you didn't watch the episode, but you heard our, con- but yeah, she heard our conversation, watch, but <laughs> I will say that that's a part of the job. And I think that a lot of people don't think about that when they're getting married and take those vows seriously, like for better or for worse. And it's like, okay, this is for, for worse. Mm-hmm. So in that instance, you have to have a strong foundation that's where your faith comes in and yeah. leaning on God and having like really good married friends that you could trust and talk to. Cause I'm like, just on the outside looking in and the, I used to watch real housewives, like in the earlier seasons, those chicks ain't friends. So it's like, you also got to be careful. Be. I've never seen friendships you, like that. You, you have to be careful who you share certain information with and like I just don't like that franchise that's because I don't like how African women African American women are portrayed in the media and in that on that platform but getting back to Greg and and Mimi like that's a tough situation to be in but you took those vows like y'all already got a divorce Y'all, for whatever reason, got remarried. So, you know, tough it out. Work it out. Do whatever it is that y'all, you got to do. But at that point, I'm like, if we divorced and we got married again, like, no, somebody got to die. That part. You're not getting divorced again. Like, somebody got to die. Well, Period. wait, but wait, I didn't want to talk about death and then start talking about Lori London's last post. Like, wait, can we, can we, you know, uh, something else? Can we, can you? <laughs> So, I so now, so now I the, the House of Atlanta is thank doing you, a special. You, You're welcome. So they're doing a special on Portia's having a baby. I'm not watching that shit. Let me just put that out there. You're not watching? Nah, because I got a friend right now acting super crazy. She gonna hear shit. I don't care. I already told her to a goddamn face. Like, this is, this is made up life. Like, you don't have 125 people in your goddamn village. Like, why is the baby shower so fucking big? I don't care. Like, the shit is out of control. Okay, sorry. Because he's a celebrity. That's why. And... But we're not celebrities, so why are we doing this, too? Who else is doing that? Where my friend about? is doing this. I'm just upset right now. Oh, yes. my apologies. Yeah. Oh. Thank you. So, I mean, I... Well, I have my own thoughts about Portia and Dennis, so I'm glad they worked their stuff out and they're getting married. Quietly, I think they're already married, but that's just me. Hmm. Anywho, pressing Good. on. All right. So, in talking about taking your vows seriously, and you don't never know when someone's going to leave you, uh, we've all been kind of touched really about, you know, Lauren London and, and Nipsey Hussle, and, you know, rest in peace to him. Um, her last post that she posted of them says, forever. I'm going to just tell y'all this. So, at the celebration of life homegoing service, I was coming from uh, driving from Tampa to Orlando. And I mean, literally, I've been that bitch crying the entire fucking trip. Why did you do that to yourself? I don't know. Right. I felt so compelled to watch that shit. And I was watching it. How are you watching and driving at the same time? I didn't think nobody was going to pick up on that. Let's just know. Safety. <laughs> Safety. Safety. Well, listen, I wasn't really, I wasn't really watching it. I was more listening, listening. to it. Okay, very good. So, Laying that up. I was about to say, say that. Thanks, ladies. <laughs> so, listen, I Thank you. you. I right. literally, okay, let's get back to my crying. I okay. literally 
cried the entire, I know anybody, because it was a rental car, the shit ain't had no tenant windows. I know anybody watching me was like, what in the hell is wrong with her? But I literally <laughs> cried the entire time. I don't know this man. I ain't never met this man. But I just felt horrible. So, you know, I don't know. Love the ones you with. I just, I don't know. It, that was that was a bad one. So, yeah, forever. Shots out. Yeah. So, we'll pick this back up. Sorry, guys. Uh, we're going to go, since we, we talking about how I was in Florida when I was watching this, we got to mention Kodak Black Dumbass. Um, oh, my God. Do we have to? I mean, Do we have to talk about him? Like, he's trash. He's an embarrassment to yeah. my, to my state. Yes. Um, Thank you. But we, we've been talking about this, this cancel culture and I'm going to bring back up my pastor once again. So today's sermon, he talked about how we, we are quick to cancel people and we're mm-hmm. in a, a, in a time of a cancel culture. And I was like sitting there like, yo, we, we kind of do be canceling people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily use that word that I'm canceling somebody, but you know, you hear I it. I do. <laughs> Well, sure, I I do that heavily. I guess I canceled somebody this past week. But yeah. what what he was saying was that how do you cancel somebody just off of one thing they do? But what I'll say about Kodak Black, I can't say that I canceled him because I never was with him. Like, Thank you. I never subscribed. Yeah, I Thank never you. subscribed to him. <laughs> so it wasn't nothing to cancel. Um, I mean, I've just never been into his music. His type of music is not really my my lane, and. I mean, the, the ignorant shit he pulled, you know, I just, I can't even with it. So I have no, I, I guess I don't, I really didn't cancel the motherfucker because I never was with him. All I know is I mistakenly said the bitch was from Miami and some dudes was like, nah, he from Pompano Beach. He from Pompano. He said, he say Pompano Beach or just Pompano. He from Pompano. He from Miami. I was like, oh, okay, never mind. Uh, but I say the same thing when motherfuckers be talking about they from Tampa and they from, really from St. Petersburg, Florida. So I get it. Or they might be from Media PA and they say they're from Philly. No, you're not. But so, whatever. Um, that's all I got on Kodo Bag. I mean, the motherfucker's stupid. Well, wait, I have a question uh, about what your pastor said. Uh-oh. Listen, well, because y'all know. No, no, no. Because y'all know what happened this past week with this girl that was in my grad school class. <laughs> <laughs> and how after this, like, one thing... I was like, yeah, you can't cancel her. You can't. Why not? I mean, I think you can choose to not let somebody be in your presence. Right. Right. Protect your energy. Yeah, that's what I say. Like, so that's not the same as canceling. No, canceling is like you're trying to wipe that. Canceling, I feel like you're invested. Like there's some type of relationship Mm -hmm. there. It's just like I I no longer deal with this person. Like you are, you're canceled. Yeah. Like New Jack said, cancel that bitch. Well, oh yeah. Wait, who We're said that? Right. For, for the champagne. You know, Brown. <laughs> he said that. He yeah. said cancel. Cancel yeah, that, that, that bitch. So everybody acting like that's a new word, but that shit was back on Nino Brown time. Right. Oh, it's yeah. New Jack no Brown. Man, that's why I love y'all. See this I'm talking about? This is shit. Yo, right now, people is going to be like looking this shit up. Like, I got to go watch New Jack City right <laughs> now. That's you do. That's she kind of like, What did she do? Because oh, she was yeah. crying. Yeah. She, you know, you she said, cancel that bitch. Like, you got to stop what you're doing, Nino. That bitch. He was like, I'm not she doing that. And she was like, Nino. I love hey. Michelle. She's like, Nino. Hey. And she was crying. She tried to grab him. And he moved, and she fell on the table. He got a bottle of champagne and, and threw it on. I was like, cancel that bitch. And then threw the bottle. Okay. That's the name of the fucking episode. Cancel that bitch. Boom. <laughs> 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 hey, how many minutes we in? We figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But one, one, one person we not canceling is Jay-Z. I just got to give yeah. shots out to Jay-Z. Now, first of all, everybody know I'm a, a total Nas fan. Um, if you could have Nas as I would, yes, but not on no goopy shit. Like, I think his lyrics is, like, he's a lyricist. Like, every we'll have a whole fucking episode on Nas. Don't worry about that. But anyway, back to Jay. Jay just recently had the B-side concert. I'm so fucking mad I couldn't get a ticket to it. 
Like, you know, that shit so loud. It was in Philly? Nah, it was in New York. But, okay. you know, that shit a hop and skip. It's cool. Was that Barclays? I don't know where it was. I was just trying to now, get online. It was kind of intimate. Or was it massive? It was player. intimate. They only had a couple of seats. Yeah. They, they sold it out to American Express cardholders first. So uh, everybody kind of knew it was going to go and you weren't going to be able to get in. No way. But anyway, I know you guys have seen some clippings. He did a freestyle. He did a shout out to Nipsey Hussle. That was dope. And like one of those main lines that he talked about was that crab in a barrel mentality. And mm -hmm. I loved it because we always talk about how we're crabs in a barrel. But in actuality, we don't have to be crabs in a barrel like he was saying. Like crabs can get on top of each other and get out and start pulling each other out. And that's, mm -hmm. that's what Nipsey was doing. That's what he does. And I just thought that shit was so dope. Like, this Jay, I love this older Jay. You know what I mean? Like, this 444 Jay, yeah, this, yeah. this is the fire Jay. Like, yeah. he trying to pull me from Nas. I ain't going to go, you know. I'm going to put him on the side, and I ain't going to go all the way. But he got me close. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I don't know if you guys had a chance to check that freestyle out, but I'm sure you all have. If you haven't, check that shit out. Listen to those lyrics. I'm a lyrics head. Like, it was just fire. So, I, that's it. I mean, again, you know, we were talking about this earlier too, L. You know, J and B, you know, I wasn't no B fan. I don't, you know, I, I don't give a fuck about the high. Let me just say that shit too. <laughs> you know, Fuck that. No nobody nobody pussies me. You can be lightweight and high. I'm the high, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm protective. I'm I ain't in the high, but you know what? I respect I respect yes. what she yes. doing. You know what I mean? And I was like Let's talking. Talk about it too much because that's, that's coming up later. No, no, no. I think this is a perfect time. Like, it, 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 you know, the thing is like. What what she's doing now, and I think I think Charlemagne the, the God said it the best. He was like, she got more black as they got rich. You know what I mean? So I just feel yeah. like, you know, we sometimes feel like we have to do certain things in the beginning. And I think L, you said it the best way, and I'm gonna let you go ahead and and, and open that up. But I like that I like where where Beyonce is today. I respect it, and I've never said that shit before. Like I'm up there, you know. L called me today. I got that uh, damn homecoming on, on Netflix with my daughter and I just dancing to it. I was out of breath, but that's okay. She was. I, I called it. her and she was like, huh, huh. I was like, what you, what you doing? She was, was like, bugging. we were watching, you know what? She was like, we were watching um, homecoming and I was like, are you out of breath? I was like, were you dancing? Like, what are we doing? And she's like, yes. We were dancing. I was like, well, kudos to y'all being at homecoming. It was dancing fans. The whole the whole setup, her their last album, like their joint album, I love that shit. Like they I, do I love I, I love them. Yeah. yeah. It's dope. Hell, uh, hell. Oh, sorry. Okay, we don't need like that. Them. So, you know, the point is that they have, you know, taken their blackness to another level, like just representing it and in everything they do. And it kind of makes me think about, you know, I think for our topic for today, when we start thinking about what kind of games you got to play to get in and stay in, in right? In a workplace. And yeah. um, I mean, that's, I think that's, that's where I get my little problems because I hate the fact that we got to play games. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to play games, but you do have to prove yourself. And, you know, I think HBCUs uh, prepare you very well to go out there and do just that. And for anybody who doesn't know what the HBCU is at this point in life in 2019, it stands for Historically Black Colleges and Universities. And all three of us attended one of the greatest ones on the highest of seven hills. Yes, yes. yes we did. <laughs> we'll let y'all figure out which go, one. Go yeah. Google that. <laughs> right. So, yeah. you know, I think like that's that piece of, you know, you get into these 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 careers and have to, started playing games and I think me at this point you know it's just been really tough with playing the games like you prove yourself one time and then they bring you back to, to you to have play to prove yourself over, over all over the next day yeah and I don't, so. I don't know if I always want to do it no you don't I mean it's mentally draining exhausting so yeah like even now you know we have our podcast and it's like 
I love talking to y'all, but Sunday nights are like mentally draining for me. They're one of those, which I feel like also ties into what Beyonce did. It's sort of like you have to cater to the others mm-hmm. and to, to get kind to where of, you want to be. Right. Yeah. To, and then once you've proven yourself, right, then you can do whatever. Solid foundation. Exactly. Yes. Whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah. And even though I left corporate America five years ago, I definitely feel like. I've had to sort of play by the rules at my new job now. I work in education and sort of in the role that I have, it's like I have to deal with everyone, like with parents, with students, with administrators. And it's sort of like I have to manage all of these things and these expectations and be so many things to so many people and can be draining And even when I came in and I had suggestions on how to improve certain things or make things better or streamline some of the processes, it was hard for me to share my ideas with my administrators because it's sort of like, well, who does Elle think she is? Like, she's new here. She doesn't know. But I think after, like, a year or two, once I made a solid foundation, and they're like, okay, like, she's good. She knows what she's doing. Like I could, I felt like I could start bringing my ideas to the forefront and I felt like as long as I had a justification on what I wanted to do, then it made sense. So, so before, so it sort of like progressed into, let me ask for permission to change some things. And now I'm sort of at the point where, well, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm just letting you know. I guess I was just but feeling not- myself because I'd be feeling like. If yeah. I say we should do it, why are y'all second guessing me? Right. Because it's like I'm the subject matter expert. Mm-hmm. Like I know what I'm doing. Like I'm not just here, you know, to fill a seat. Like I'm here because I deserve to be here and I worked hard to get here. Tell them you're not here on no affirmative action shit. Ain't right. nothing wrong with affirmative action. Let me just say that. Guys, I have no problem with affirmative no. action, right? But mm-hmm. like you said, it's it's I'm here on something else, right? So right. I don't know. I just get tired, but I also feel like I gotta keep going. So I've I've been kind of thinking like, do I stay in this corporate America game and fight it out and duke it out, or do I just go be free and go be happy? I I don't know, but because of my faith, I've kind of realized in these last couple of days that He's gonna put me where I need to be. I just have to be patient. I can't let them tear my spirit down because I literally think I was letting them tear my spirit down, which is horrible, right? But for the first time in my career, I think they was like getting to me. And I was just disappointed in myself because I allowed them to do that. And I just got to, you know, stay strong and make sure that that kind of shit don't happen again and, and notice it when it happens a little sooner. So I don't know. I'm still thinking about it. I'm still trying to figure it out, but... I'm at least thankful that I remember. Hell, I'm I'm the I'm the child of the Most High. What the hell, I'm I'm up here acting Amen. like you know what I mean? Like they can really tear me down, and I just gotta keep going because I I want to see some more brown faces in these in these boardrooms with me, man. That's that's my. I would love that. I would love it. Well, okay, so to that point, L, I kind of feel like that's where you come in and this is something that I've been thinking about because, you know, Mm -hmm. like I said, I mentioned, I'm, I'm an engineer. So I have a high school that is like literally across the street. So what I've been thinking about doing is walking into the school and talking to the principal and, you know, being like, um, one, because like, you've said, KB, I'm tired of being like the only one in the room, but sitting down, talking to them and being like, yo, I'm an engineer, like after school tutoring, math, science, whatever, whatever subject these kids need help with, I'm here. These are my hours. Like, what can I do to help build a pipeline to get these kids into, um, you know, working towards corporate America, like let's set up some internships, let's do some some shadow days, or because I feel like the neighborhood that I'm in and the school, I feel like they're definitely underserved. 
Um, matter of fact, I feel like all of Baltimore city schools are to, um, to a certain extent, um, public schools anyway. Um, so yeah. So like with you being in education, mm-hmm. how do you feel we could help bridge that gap? Cause I don't even think that these kids are, are aware of what's going on. And I feel like this is all one big game and it's kind of like, I want to, wake them up and be like, hey, you know, I know in, you know, this neighborhood, it might not be cool to be smart or, you know, it's frowned upon for whatever reason, which I think is completely stupid. But Mm -hmm. if you could play this game and, you know, beat the odds and take all of this stuff that, you know, you're not supposed to have because, you know, we went to school for free. Like, we believe in scholarships. So I'm like, and to me, school really isn't teaching you really how to think. It's mm-hmm. more of if you take this test, like if you learn this, all you got to do is regurgitate this information. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, if you just sit there and listen to what they're saying and say say it back to the teacher, you're going to get a good grade. And people will pay you to go to school for free just for regurgitating what they they told you so you're not really thinking so it's like let's be smart about this and let's try and beat the system to get to where we want to be so you can do what you want to do later mm-hmm. so you kind of said a mouthful and you i yeah. feel like in your question you answered the question okay. <laughs> so i feel like it honestly it one part of it is having community people going and being willing to volunteer, like getting a group of friends together, getting a group of coworkers, colleagues, whomever, sorority sisters, fraternity brothers, community organizations to go in and say, hey, this is what we want to do. Let us know how we can partner. Because I feel like, like, because I also, for our listeners, I just finished my um, master's program in educational leadership and administration. And one buzzword, thank you, thank you. One buzzword that they always talk about are stakeholders. And stakeholders are inclusive of school and district staff members. It's inclusive of parents, of teachers, but also community members. Like even those people who don't necessarily have children in school, but who live in the communities that surround the school. So you also want to think about those people too and how you can incorporate them into what you want to do um, um, with your students. Um, One thing that I think is unique about where I am, probably because I'm in a city that has great public transportation and that's how most students get around, um, our students have an internship program where they can leave excuse me, where they can leave school during the last period of the day, go to an internship, get real world experience, right? While they're still in high school, they can figure out, okay, if I want to be a lawyer, I can go intern in a law firm, figure out this is what I really want to do. Um, And then also with my students, I've tried to have professionals come in and talk about their careers. So that way it gives students different perspectives and hopefully they can think about things where, oh, I didn't think about this before, and this person majored in what I'm thinking about majoring and when I want to go to college. Um, so that's one aspect. But it's also, there, like, there are so many layers and so many things that I think should be changed about education. Um, like, I could be here all day talking about that. But I think it's inclusive of, one, it starts at home. So I think trying to also work with students' parents um, and trying to figure out how you can work with them to make sure that their students have access to the things that they need so that their goals are met. Um, But I think, too, it's also working with schools um, and those partnerships and trying to figure out how that can work. Um, And then three, trying to meet the students where they are and like you said like te- like tutoring them helping them with applications scholarship applications and um college applications and then also helping them find find jobs like get work experience like does this person do they have what they need if they need clothes like do they know how to write a resume do they know how to write a cover letter do they know how to interview like do they have these soft skills that are going to be needed 
once they get a job, like one, definitely teaching them the hard skills and giving them the knowledge and the book smarts, but also are, do they know how to approach people? Do they know how to talk to people? Do they know the difference between how you talk to your homegirls and how you talk to your supervisor? And I think sometimes not everyone, excuse me, not everyone knows that. So it, it's a process. Um, it's funny you also mentioned, cause I, I'm thinking about starting a nonprofit where we do exactly what you just said. Like you help students while, and I want to start before they're in high school. Cause sometimes with some students, high school is too late, like starting earlier, giving them soft skills, like how to interview, how to dress professionally, how to behave in appropriate settings. And then helping them apply to college, helping them get money to go to college and all of that good stuff. So, yeah, we'll flush that out later because we could be here all day. This is my life. Sorry. (laughs) This is my life. My life's work. Right. She's passionate about it. She's totally passionate. So I think I think because we've been talking about working as, you know, African-American women in corporate America, I got to give a shout out to a young lady. Uh you know, PhD, um, who is a historian, um, and herself. And I hope we have her on the show at some point. I've already told her she got to get on our show, but she did these t-shirts a while back, uh, Carter G Woodson, 28 days of fresh. And mm. I mean, I thought that, I thought I thought that thing on in, in uh, black history month with a blazer shirt. and walk around that bitch. So I just want to empower somebody else to feel okay in their blackness, in their in their uh, job, wherever situation you're sitting in, um, but be able to back that shit up with your work too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I know uh, L, you had some some more you want to talk about somebody important, and I think that's a perfect segue into you know showing your worth and how we we are working it out in in the business world. Yes. So one segment that we have is called I am woman hear me war which people, is basically- people do not get upset about the name we're changing this shit as soon as I can figure out something are we else. really okay I guess it's well, two to one I'm a, I'm a- no I mean well we okay go ahead there's a whole segment is to talk about a black woman who's somewhere doing something great so going back to talking about Jay earlier and Beyonce our person this week is Beyonce um, a lot of people, I think, were up. Well, first of all, a lot of people were happy when they found out that Homecoming was coming out on Netflix. I know I was, especially since I only saw parts of her Coachella performance. Yes. Right. Um, but a lot of people got really excited, like I said, once they found out about Homecoming, but then they got sad again once they found out that Beyonce only got paid $4 million for her Coachella performance and who is it? Taylor Swift? I don't know. No, Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande got paid $8 million. However, I heard that wasn't is, true though. Well, it may be true. It may not be true. But the difference is, is that Beyonce right. through her Coachella performance was able to secure all the million. Right, yep. she was able to secure all rights to her Coachella performance, which and two mean, more documentaries. Let me tell this. Okay, I'm sorry. So, Go ahead. So, <laughs> with her owning all of the rights to her Coachella performance, she made a three picture, a three movie deal with Netflix worth approximately eighty million dollars. That's what people are saying. So we have already seen Homecoming. There are two other movies, documentaries that are coming out in the future. We don't know what they are. I don't care what they are. I just know Beyonce, Giselle knows Carter did it, and I'm here for it. I'm ready to see it. She secured the bag. And that's another thing. We just have to be smart, make smart decisions. And that's really what this life boils down to. The best revenge is your paper. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm finished. I'm done. So, yeah, I... So our, our woman for this week, of course, is Beyonce. All right. There you have it. Yes. <laughs> so this is a time where we would take in any emails or messages from listeners. But since this is our first episode, we ain't got that shit. We don't um, not, so y'all email us. <laughs> so so the, a letter on the air. But no. Ask us questions, anything you want to talk about. But 
Well, I have a question. What's okay. your question? So when is the Gucci strike over exactly? It's never fucking over. It ever. is going to be over. They said it three months. No. Ti said three months. Is it three months? Oh, it's not. Not. Well, well, look, I'm, I'm about to Google. People? Is he? Is he our spokesman? Is this your king? <laughs> I almost forgot who you were. We'll curse you out. But but since you're actually my friend, I'm not going to do that. Here's what I'm saying. I join in movements. So because he okay. said, uh, because of dumb shit that Gucci and the rest of them clothing uh, lines were doing, I am in support of not purchasing or wearing any of my current or future Gucci. No, well, well past Gucci. I got Gucci sunglasses though. I can't wear them. So listen, okay, no. listen. Uh-huh. I think it happened oh. February 9th. So March February 16th. Look, uh, it's February. No, February 9th. So, so March 9th, I can start wearing them again. When? March 9th. March 9th I mean, already May, passed. May 9th. I'm sorry. May. May 9th. Yeah, May 9th. Oh, it's coming up. So I have to, I have to wear the Burberry glasses. I can't wear no, my Gucci. So no. Was Burberry involved in this too? No, well, no. I'm pretty sure if you look at all of those now, I think you're just trying to stunt. Or, you, know, you add another no, wait, hold on, no. hold on, hold on, Shook. L, I think you're trying to stunt at this point because you add in other designers that is not involved in this. Go I ahead. know, you're right, you're right. I'm petty. Oh. My apologies, <laughs> but I feel like if you go back into I feel like it's the history of America. Like, if you go back and look at, like, all of these corporations, all of these billion-dollar, trillion-dollar corporations, if you go back and look at the majority of them that have been around for, like, hundreds of years, like, uh, over 100 years, if you really do your research, you can find that they have some traces of they got their start somewhere in slavery or somewhere black bodies were involved and they profited off of our skin and our free labor and that's where we are. So even with that whole Gucci incident, they knew exactly what they were doing because those designs are approved months in advance or even years in advance. So that was in the pipeline. They knew that it was going to cause an uproar, but everybody's talking about it so you know no press is bad press and they're willing to take that hit for a while because everybody is talking about about them and obviously it's a market in there somewhere because somebody bought the shit so do with that what you will but you know what also part of the problem is too part of the problem is is that people of color who are in who are People who are, are people of color are not in the decision making room. Yeah. So that's right. another thing which we talked about earlier. It's like there's no no one of yeah, color who's no representation who's in a decision yes. making seat. Right. And speaking of Beyonce, didn't Beyonce yes. like get up and leave the table? She did. She left there? the Reebok table. She yeah. left Reebok and went to Adidas. Which is shout out to Adidas. Well, we're not going to shout out Adidas all the way because... No, because... No, no, no. Can I say what I want to say? Excuse me. Can I say what I'm going to say? Go ahead. Thanks. Um, If you guys check out the podcast, Uncolonial History, um, I think they did a great... I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Um, I have to do this one, though. They only have three episodes. That's okay. So... um, they, (laughs) They did a great like history lesson on Adidas and Nike and how they came about. So I say, I'm glad that, you know, maybe Adidas is doing better today, but I think with even all these, these shoe companies, they all dirty as shit. So I, I don't yeah, think we need are. to, we don't need to be gloating on none of these motherfuckers. That's the point of my story, but get okay. the bag where you can get the bag. You know what I mean? Get the bag where you can get the bag, walk away from deals that you can walk away from. But at the end of the day, like y'all said, we are not sitting in these boardrooms at none of these bitches, pretty much. You know what I mean? Like, unless that shit is black-owned, and then you know we know how to sell that shit off, I-E-B-T. But go ahead. You petty. But you know his wife did with that B-E-T money, though. What? She opened her own, um, Bob Johnson's wife. And her, and yeah, their divorce. She opened, yeah. um, I'm not gonna say the name. No, tell me the name. She ain't no sponsor. Cause we ain't getting no sponsorship. No, she has she right. owns a, a yeah, resort a in Virginia. Oh, which we're going I to one day. 
Yeah. Well, I've heard it's super nice. Why didn't you put that on the recommendations for my Mother's Day? Actually, I did. Calm your little self down. Oh. I did. It's in Virginia. Oh. Yeah. Check I'll shut. I'll hush. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so there we go. So <laughs> another segment we want to highlight is All Black Everything. Thank you, uh, Shug, for that, that like name. Everything. Isn't that a song? Yeah. Yes. Did somebody sing it? What's yes. the beat? Because I feel like singing all black everything. No? Okay. Go ahead. No, it was, it's do, song, do, so not, sure do not do not engage. Oh, anyway. I like fiasco. Oh, you so, talking about don't engage me? Is that what we doing? That's what I'm saying. So, okay. so any any businesses, any black owned businesses out here in the in the US, uh in abroad. Anywhere. In anywhere. All black everything. But definitely in And not just because a black dick is in your pussy. Like that's not no, but listen. All black everything doesn't mean because you got a black dick in your in your your hole that you get to you know advertising. Is that what we think? Oh so sorry. I'm supposed to be professional. Sorry, got it. No. Okay. Sorry. All right. Anyway, it's all black like business. Right. Well, I store. have one in mind that I would like to shout out. We ain't got no we're, we're not doing that. Yet. All right. So anyway, I know. any comments, feedback, please send them to femnoirfiles at gmail.com. Blame L for the title. I can't even say that shit, but really? she just you felt really compelled about happen? it. Thank you. So Fem Noir Files, that's F-E-M-M-E-N-O-I-R-F-I-L-E-S at gmail.com. Uh, please send us your comments, feedback, and any businesses, again, that would like to advertise in our All Black Everything segment. And I hope you have enjoyed the tunes that we played in the beginning. And we will also close out music by an up-and-coming artist out of Philly. She goes by the name of Soraya Nicole. She's dope. Please check her out on Instagram and on Twitter. And that's, again, Soraya Nicole. Uh, this will be posted in our, in our memos, so you can check her out. Uh, please show us some love. So also, guys, before we leave, right now we are on Instagram. We would love for you to follow us on social media. So on Instagram, we can be found at Femme Noir Files. That's F-E-M-M-E-N-O-I-R-F-I-E-L-S. So we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye. Did you say F-I-E-L-S? I said F-I-L-E-S. Mm-mm. We can play the tape back. I misspelled it. Try it again for Instagram. Yeah, do it one more time. So for Instagram, <laughs> if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on IG at Femme Noir Files. That's F-E-M-M-E-N-O-I-R-F-I-L-E-S. Thanks. Bye. Peace and blessings. Toodle.